back here at Mining Stock Daily. Happy to welcome a new company who's uh, been making waves here in the gold exploration industry. Uh, happy to welcome in the CEO of G2 Gold. That's Mr. Daniel Noon. G2 Goldfields trades on the TSXV with GTWO and on the OTC with GUYGF. Uh, Dan, pleasure to have you on the podcast. How, how do we find you today? Uh, very good, Trevor, up here in Toronto. It's uh, a nice, pleasant day. Uh, we'll take you'll, we'll take a pleasant day in Canada uh, anytime this spring weather. It's uh, been rainy and cold here in Vancouver all week, unfortunately, but that's pretty typical. Uh, different from, uh, you know, Toronto's a little bit different than where you were just last week back on site down in Guyana. You know, let's uh, give us kind of a general 30,000-foot view of what G2 Goldfields has been accomplishing down there. Well, G2 Goldfields uh, made a discovery, a high-grade discovery, at the OCO project at the end of 2019. Uh, since then, we've drilled about 26,000 metres into the OCO main zone, and we put out our maiden uh, resource estimation a couple of weeks ago, and that was uh, 974,000 ounces at 9.25 grams per tonne gold of inferred mineralisation and 220,000 ounces at 8.63 grams per tonne gold of indicated resource. So a good a high grade deposit, deposit uh, more than a million ounces and uh, between now and the end of the year our goal is to uh, uh, drill that to double the plunge extent on that and uh, hopefully double the tonnage. Can you give us, a, a, let's take a step back here, and I do want to talk a little bit more about this resource estimate and then what's next for the company, but can you give us a little bit of history and context regarding G2 Goldfields and the work in Guyana? Well, Guyana, uh, G2 Goldfields was founded by um, Patrick Sheridan and myself. Uh, Patrick uh, was the founder of Guyana Goldfields, uh, who started work in Guyana in 1996, and our country manager, Violet Smith, was also the country manager of Guiana Goldfields. They found the Aurora deposit, which was uh, 6.5 million ounces, which is currently being mined by Zijin Mining. I joined them in 2010, and uh, we took that through a uh, feasibility study and, and built that mine. So we've got a long history down in Guiana, uh, 25 years. And then in 2018, we started uh, G2 Goldfields, when we acquired a local mid-scale miner, Bartica Investments, and then we went and with our first drill hole at the OCO deposit, uh, made the discovery. So it's uh, we've had a long history in Guyana, and uh, this is our second time around as far as uh, finding a deposit. Uh, for people unfamiliar with exploration in Guyana, can you kind of walk us through kind of the, the headwinds and the tailwinds of exploration here? Uh, why do you enjoy working in this jurisdiction so much? Well, Guyana is, is very open for discoveries. So it is... Historically, it's the uh, western half of the uh, uh, Leo, Northwest African Leo Man Shield, where there's been 300 million ounces discovered historically. On the, uh, on the, on the South American side, uh, there's really only been about 100 million ounces discovered, uh, so well underrepresented. Uh, it's an area you can find Tier 1 assets, as was noted by uh, Mark Briscoe of Barrack, and that's why they're there. Um, so underexplored, you can find Tier 1 assets, uh, we also have a long history there. Uh, most of the uh, greenstone is uh, currently staked by mid-scale miners, Guyanese uh, private companies. So you generally need to put together a package of land down there. You have to go and do the deals. We've got a long history of that. So we've actually put together two districts, the Aramu Oko district, 
where we have about 30,000 acres and the Peruni district as well to the southwest where we have about 17,000 acres. So, you know, we, we like it because we've found mines down there. We've built a mine down there, uh, so we understand that they can be built. Uh, the government is very, very friendly as far as mining goes. And also, Exxon's made the big oil discovery down there. It stands at 12 billion barrels now. It's the best offshore discovery since the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, the country has the highest uh, GNP growth rate in the world at the moment, 49 this year. It'll be 28 next year. And in 10 years' time, it will have the uh, highest GDP per capita in South America. So it's a country that's really got its momentum going. It was forgotten about for a long time. Uh, but we're in the right place at the right time. Uh, let's. I, I want to ask you about how you put together this land package for Okorimu, uh in that district. You know what was going on there before that gave you confidence that this was the appropriate thing to do. What kind of exploration data was available? And then you know also maybe taking a step further, what was some of that early exploration work that you did before that initial discovery hole back in two thousand nineteen? Okay, so the Aramu Oko district was first uh, discovered in 1870, and there was a massive gold rush in the region. And at the end of that gold rush, the Aramu mine was built in the headwaters in 1907, and they mined uh, 6,000 ounces of 14 grams a tonne uh, down to the base of satellite. So post that, uh, the British Geological Survey uh, worked in Guyana from 1933 to 1966, did a lot of work every year they had field programs so we compiled all that data uh, great data all pre plate tectonics so uh, good work but in the wrong context and then we picked up on that uh, probably around 2010 and 12 and so we looked at it we saw the similarities to West Africa which a lot of people have but basically then we started to say okay where are we in relation to the West African geological context so in a basin, we've got carbonaceous shales, we're on the margin in a triple point. Uh, so where do you want to be? And it's if you wanted to find, say, an Abwasi or AKM. And so we looked at it and we like the Amu Oko district for all those characteristics that it has. And so that's why we focused in on that and uh, went and acquired Bartica Investments, which had the Aramu concessions. And then we cut a deal with uh, Michael Vieira, who had the Oko concessions, and he's one of the are large and mid-scale miners down there. So we, we sort of knew where we wanted to be and uh, Patrick and Violet had the relationships. So we managed to put that whole package together. Yeah. Uh, and talk to me about the mineralization, if you can kind of explain to me where you're finding the gold mineralization. Obviously grade is not necessarily an issue. You're finding really nice grade here uh, throughout and you can see that re those results through that uh, initial resource estimate. But, you know, where is the mineralization here? How, what's the depth of it? And kind of give us the lay of the land geologically. Okay, so we're in a, uh, you know, a paleo uh, proterozoic, 2.2 billion year old uh, basin. Uh, we're in a package of volcanics intercalated with sandstone, siltstones, and importantly, a carbonaceous shale unit or several carbonaceous shale units. And that is where the quartz veining has developed on the contact of either the volcanics or the sandstones and this carbonaceous shale unit, we've developed these long linear quartz veins, which run over a kilometer to date at the Oko main zone. And they've been uh, mineralized with high grade gold during a number of uh, mineralizing events. So we have this continuous quartz vein, quartz veins over in sh five shears over a strike length of up to a kilometer. 
Um, and that's acted as a brittle host to this uh, mineralization which is passed through the carbonaceous shales and gets deposited into the quartz veins. And the analogy to that is a Boise in West Africa. And so when we looked mm. at all the technical papers, it's like, that's what it looks like. So therefore, that's the model we should chase. Okay. Uh, and the, the the latest resource estimate, that was really the big news catalyst that recently was published here of the Oko Arimu. Uh, it, the inferred resource now sits at 974,000 ounces at 9.25 grams per ton gold, indicates that 220,000 ounces at 8.63 grams per ton gold. So this is obviously a very important news item to get th for the company to get out there to the market. But let's talk about uh, where you're going to find additional resources here, because there's a number of targets here and a number of other areas within that district that uh, needs substantial follow-up. So talk to us about uh, the Blue Sky potential here okay so we've got a land package which runs over about 17 and a half kilometers from the west of the Aramu uh, gold district uh, down to the Oko main zone so we've got seven other targets to date in this land package um, what we see is we're on the northern arm of a fold in that basin so the carbonaceous shells run that whole length of the 17 kilometers and where we get drag folds and, and tight uh, fold closures, and there's three main zones along that trend at Aramu, which is four kilometres long, Tracy, a three and a half kilometre long soil anomaly, Oko Northwest, another three kilometre long soil anomaly, where we've just drilled 11 holes. This is where we see that package of, of uh, carbonaceous shales and sandstones mineralised with high grade mineralisation. And when I say high grade, at the Shepherd Vein up at uh, the Aramu district, we've had uh, grab samples up to 169 grams a ton. Um, at uh, Tracy, we've had trenching samples up to 31 grams a ton. And at uh, Oko Northwest, we've had samples up to 16 grams a ton there from outcrop. So it's good high grade mineralisation in the same setting as we have in the Oko main zone. And so they're basically three of the targets out to the northwest. To the south of us, between our Oko main zone and Reunion's discovery to the south, we also have the Gani claims, where we have a, a large area with a number of open pits on it filled with water and tailings. Mm. So we're doing geophysics over that currently. Uh, we've drilled six uh, reconnaissance holes there. All of them intersected mineralisation. So we think we've got a good chance to find another uh, zone of high-grade mineralisation there. And then out to the northeast on our newly acquired Amsterdam claims, there's a four-kilometre-long uh, artisanal alluvial workings from the early 2000s which uh, produced about 40,000 ounces and they drain off the Oko Mountains which are lativatized uh, mountains, uh, not that mountainous but mm. mountains and uh, we're starting a greenfield uh, exploration in there to find the source of that and all of that is within a package of about 17.5 kilometres by about 3 kilometres. Okay. So, I mean, a lot of workings here, a lot of historic workings, just what kind of data is coming along with a lot of this, uh, you know, generations of work here that you're now using to further your exploration? Well, but we started by looking at the, uh, we had the old British Geological Survey maps and mapping. Hmm. And uh, then you look at the all the artisanal workings and you can see on our uh, webpage on the presentation from the... Uh, from the Landsat images, or sorry, the digital photo images, you can see all the workings there. So that's the first thing that takes us there. Uh, so that's our geochemistry. Uh, we'll go into areas then after that, we'll do ground mag and ground VLF, which will take us, show us the geology. 
and then we'll get in there and map the geology and, and rock chip sampling as we did at OK Northwest, find out where the uh, mineralisation is and post that we'll drill. So that's, that's the focus of our uh, Greenfields team uh, for the rest of this year is to bring all these target areas, uh, build a model, a mineralisation model and then we'll test them mm. with uh, drilling. Okay, so there's a number of holes. I think you said 11 holes pending out of Oco Northwest. Uh, you know, give us a, a sense of what exploration work will look like for the remainder of this year. And um, obviously, the resource estimate being out was a was a big success. But you know, what does if you look kind of look forward here? What does real success for 2022? How do you define that for G2 Goldfields? Okay, there's, there's two uh, phases to this, or two uh, parallel uh, work programs. Uh, one with one team is at the Oco main zone, where we have three drill rigs, and the idea is to double the, the depth of mineralisation there. We understand that the mineralisation plunges to the northeast, uh, so we'll be drilling uh, relatively widely spaced holes, 75 metres spaced, to get an inferred resource uh, down to double the depth, so down to 700 to 800 metres. We plan to take shears three, four, and five down to that depth, and hopefully double the size of the resource. The other team will be working on the uh, seven known targets that we have, and basically doing that field work I described before to bring the, all those targets up to drill targets, and then we'll drill those. So that's more opportunistic. That would prob probably be 10 to 20 percent of our drilling, uh, but with the idea is that we can discover uh, another Oco main zone within those. Uh, bigger mineralized areas. Okay, very good. Um, you know, let's let's kind of wrap it up here, Daniel. But do give me a sense. You know, if, if what do you want investors in this space to know for people maybe looking for interesting uh, resource and gold exploration plays? Okay, this is a high grade discovery, and the first resource we put out was just to put a marker on the table. It's wide open, so uh, we believe this will be an asset which will be very attractive to uh, miners from mid-scale to potentially uh, large-scale miners, the big ones like Newmonts and Barracks. It's early days. It's basically high-grade, it's continuous, and we own the whole district. So basically, we think we've got a tiger by the tail, and uh, it's very early days. Okay. Uh, thanks so much for your time. It's a pleasure to uh, to meet you and get the rundown here of G2 Goldfields. And uh, hopefully you and I can connect later in the year and see how uh, the rest of the drilling program is continuing. Most definitely, Trevor. Thanks for having us. All right, that's Dan Noon. He is the CEO over at G2 Goldfields, again, trading on the TSX Venture with GTWO and on the OTC in the United States with GUYGF.